0: Some interesting things happening dating wise okay <laughs> and i was like um i was just in my feelings <laughs> <laughs> yes i was deep in my feelings yes sir i just needed to write about it i needed an outlet and yeah it somehow became orion
1: Hello and welcome to Lancelot's Roundtable. This is season two. We are going to have a lot of firsts this season. And uh, today's episode is definitely a first. We have our first long-distance podcast recording today. We've only been able to do local people because of technology limitations. But as I mentioned in the first episode, we have made some upgrades to Lancelot's Roundtable. Still no video. I don't know. Maybe in five seasons if we're still doing this. Maybe.
2: Once our kids grow up, maybe.
1: Maybe once our kids grow up, yes. So as you can see, Kim is miked, and we have our guest here today. Charles Roman, known professionally as St. Charles, is an American singer and songwriter based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He began singing in his church choir as an elementary school student. His music revolves around themes of introspection, spirituality, and the human experience, Charles is also a worship leader and all-around creative. He has a passion for mentoring young men and is even cooler in person than in pictures. Don't bother asking him for any style advice. He'll just say, dress how you want. Charles is also the co-host of the Wild Way podcast, a great podcast focused on inspiring men to live with eternal purpose, to find your why, find your way. The Wild Way podcast can be found on your favorite places to find podcasts wild way you can also find charles on instagram he has a very creative page i was a big fan his 2021 ep nights like this can be found on itunes we will be getting into his music as we discuss his story during this episode with all that aside i'm pleased to welcome charles to lancelot's roundtable charles welcome to the roundtable
0: Yes. Thank you for having me. That was a great intro.
1: Oh, thank you. You wrote most of it on your, (laughs) on your, on your, uh, wherever you send it to me, but it's good to have (laughs) finally have you here, man. Good finally to see your face. Talk to you. It's great.
0: Yeah. It's amazing. Thank you again. Like I'm, I'm honored to see, to be considered.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) So I do have a confession to make. Uh, I have a very strong weakness of geography and uh, when I was thinking about you being in Pennsylvania or Philadelphia, I was like, oh, P- Philadelphia. Yeah, that's like Rhode Island. That's that's pretty really cool. He's in Rhode <laughs> Island. And then I saw your your because I'm really bad with geography, like I said. So then I saw your pile and I was like, wait, Philadelphia is that close. It's in Pennsylvania. Still probably a bit of a drive. But anyway.
0: Yeah. wait. You guys are. Ohio, right? Columbus,
1: Ohio. So oh, central, okay. central Ohio, the 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 capital, as it were, of the okay. what do they call us? Heart of it all it's state or something. Specific, yeah. yeah. Heart of it all state. I don't yeah. know what that means. And I've lived here my whole yeah, life. So I think it's because
2: Ohio that. is shaped like a
3: heart-ish. Oh,
1: okay. Because uh, we're shaped like a heart. So we're the heart of America, apparently.
3: I think you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, Charles, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Just give us some, give us uh, the quick 101 background of Charles Roman.
0: Wow. Uh, okay. I kind of don't know where to start. Who am I? I am... Well, my name is Charles Romy, You just said it. Um, I am currently a worship leader at Freedom Church of Philadelphia. That is one of the biggest passions uh, in my life. I I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. It's probably the most pac- the thing I'm most passionate about right now. Okay. Um, I am also a artist, a songwriter, uh, and yeah, songwriter, um, a singer. I am a son. I'm a brother, I'm an uncle, I'm a friend, um, I'm just me.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> I absolutely love that. So let's talk about you getting started in music. I think the singing in the choir yeah. as a boy, because I think I tried that and I was pretty unruly. So tell me about <laughs> singing in a choir.
0: Yeah, so growing up in church, um, it was just kind of what you did as a kid. It was like, even if, who knows whether you could sing it out if you're a kid, you know, it's just, your are kid. Go to the kids' choir. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what I did, and yeah, apparently I I found that I could sing, but I was nice. so shy. Yeah, yeah, I, I was extremely shy, so I would never like do solos or anything. Nice. I would only I only want to blend in with everyone else. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I did that for a while until I hit like puberty. I was like thirteen, and my voice started changing, and I was like, I can't do this anymore, so I
3: stopped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? Okay.
0: Yeah. I stopped for a long time, actually. Um, probably around, like, 13, 14. And I didn't start singing again until I was 23.
1: Are you serious? Dead serious. Well, how did that get picked back up, then?
0: Oh, that is a whole journey. How did it get uh, picked back up? Um, really, the the gist of the story is I just felt led to do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, So, a, li- a little... I ended up going to, to school for music business, yep. of college. Yes. Um, I still wasn't singing. I just I just knew I had this connection to music that I couldn't really explain it. I mm-hmm. knew when I listened to certain songs or just music in general, it just made me feel better. So I just wanted to be around it. So yeah. I was like, Well maybe I should just study it. So I went to school for music business, um, for, for recording arts and music business. And I graduated had a tough time trying to find a job um you know in my field and in any field for that matter around the time that I graduated. Yeah. Um uh, but I, I guess the, the way I I started singing again was I was I was still in church. Mm-hmm. And um I don't I honestly don't even understand how it happened. I just somehow got picked t- to like be one of the people to be on the worship team and I yeah. was
3: like, Can I do it?
0: I just started saying yes to more things. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't familiar with my voice because it, it had been so long. No doubt, yeah. I, yeah, since I had sang. So I was just like, all right, and I just started doing it again.
1: That's wild. So there there was a, that's that, that, just a fascinating story. So there was a, vice president of the company that i work for and he actually told a story about being in a kids choir and like actually it was like this national traveling kids choir that he was in and as soon as he hit puberty started hitting puberty the voice wasn't working anymore so he literally never picked it back up it was really fascinating Mm -hmm. to me that after all those years it came back around must be meant to be man
0: you know i think it was meant to be like seeing where i am now and honestly just see myself as a worship leader I, I never could picture it mm-hmm. but now I can't picture my life with without that like I can't see myself doing anything else
1: man that's awesome so get, tell us a little bit more about just uh like your day job I don't think it's worship leading right that's like volunteer
0: correct yeah I'm a volunteer worship leader so my day job currently I work for a mortgage company I work in I, I say I I see help desk work uh, it's I I work in telephony really, but nobody Got really it. knows about. Sure. Um, <laughs> but it's basically at my job we're like a faster version of a, of the help desk. So if people want to get stuff done fast, they come to my team.
1: Yep, and that's impor- That's where actually where I started off right out of college was a call center. I did that for almost a year for a bank and. Your equipment that you have is not the greatest, or ours wasn't. I think it took about 40 minutes for my computer to boot up. <laughs> <laughs> but the telephone equipment was on point. It was just the computers yeah. that weren't good, and they had to talk to each other. So yes, if, and if there is a crisis that's coming in, and people need to be on the phones, yes, your equipment needs to be up to date. So is it kind of like that for you, where you got to like get stuff that's broken, fixed, quick?
0: So it's more so software that software. we do software. Got yeah, I, I I started off in the call center, but currently my role is I don't I don't I don't have to be on phones at all. It's really just answering emails. Got uh, it. if someone's having an issue with their software, they they reach out to us and we'll like either remote into the computer try to fix it, or uh, just create a ticket for the, the team that's like a step above us, the next tier up to to handle the the bigger issues.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you just said that you started off in a call center. I did. Okay, well, tell me about your experience. Let's compare notes on working in a call center. Was this fresh out of college? When, when was this in Charles's oh, no, life?
0: I think I was about uh, like 25, 26, okay. 25, 26.
1: Same, same um, so far.
0: <laughs> what was my experience? It was, first of all, I was extremely grateful because it was my first, um, I don't know, quote-unquote, Corporate job, same, yep. like it was, yeah. I give it, yeah. I don't know how else to describe that. I had jobs before, but that was like my first corporate job. So, and the season that I had come out of was it being very difficult to find a good, stable job slash career. Mm. So, even though I, I, I worked previously, it wasn't anything I don't know that I could see myself doing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, me getting the call center job, I knew it was a, a foot in the door to something bigger. Mm. So my experience was I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy talking <laughs> this this long right. every single day on telephone. It was kind of hectic but I was like I'm just going to shut up and keep my head down and work my way up
1: wherever you so, got to go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um what was your shift? I was all over the all place. over the place.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: All over. I well, when I first started, because I was a temp, I had morning hours. It was like nine to five. Oh, wow. Then, okay. Yeah. And then when um, I, I got brought on full time, you know, after I was done my temp hours, it was nighttime, like night shift. Okay. I think probably like two to 11. Oh, wow. Okay. And you yeah. didn't pick that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was for you. Yes.
1: You were voluntold. You will be working these hours. Okay. That's amazing. So how long did you do the call center?
0: Call center. So I was a call center agent for probably about a year, maybe a year and a half. Okay. And then I became a team lead in the call center, so I didn't have to be on the phones anymore. Nice. I was like manage, managing a, a team of um, call center agents.
1: So you got some supervisor slash management experience. That's pretty awesome. I did.
3: Wow.
1: Yep. Okay. And then I assume you went kind of from there, and that's basically how you ended up where you are now.
0: Nope. More. More. <laughs> more story. More twists and turn. All right. So. I got tired of being in the call center and I quit. Yeah. Flat out quit. Say it again.
1: Flat out quit. Nothing else lined up.
0: Well, you know, I, I I gave it two weeks notice. Okay. And I had something else lined up.
3: Oh, you did. Okay.
0: But but by the time it came around, I, I didn't want to do it.
3: Wow. Okay.
0: So I started looking for something else and I was like, "Guys, you don't have to help me. I don't want to go to this job that I had lined up. Yeah. And, um, (laughs) it's it's hilarious once I think about the story. Um, three i ended up getting a job with transunion the credit reporting agency absolutely yeah so i worked with them for a few months and then the job that i'm at now my current boss was like hey i used uh, used to work with you a lot and you know current job would you mind coming back and like joining my team i was like yeah
3: that's amazing
1: wow yeah and that's where you've been all this time since then
0: And I've been here, yeah, since, uh, yeah, since then. I started in the call center, twenty fourteen. Yep. Um, what is it like twenty twenty one now? So
1: yeah, seven years. Seven years or so.
0: Yeah,
1: that's awesome. Wow. Yeah, that is a wild story, man. It's funny how like when you go to you go to school for one thing, it doesn't work out, and then you just literally buckle up because you're going to be in some twists and turns. Uh, My take on on your story is that you definitely handled it better than I did. We're going to get into that, though. Like, I want mm-hmm. to get back into what you were talking about with the college and the post-college blues. That's what I yeah. call mine. Um, but before then, let's talk about a little bit more about your music. So you started getting okay. back into music like 24, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. It, did it start back in the church, or did you start doing your own thing?
0: So so I stopped singing when I was around 13, and I'd I, I say around, uh, like, 18 19 when I was in college I started noticing how important it was to me just listening um so I was even though I wasn't singing when I was in school I was more so I I, I, it was like a million lanes that I could have went down Hmm. but I was all over the place like I wanted to be a songwriter Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an engineer I know I I I wanted to do something so I was still involved in music but like the lane wasn't defined yet yeah yeah. it wasn't how I graduated that, I started singing again. <laughs>
3: wow.
0: Uh, yeah, all that time I was, I was like working with people that I knew throughout the area. Some of my family members, um, like they, they were producers, so I would like songwrite, and I wanted to write for other people mm-hmm. um, and just be in the studio. But I never myself wanted to be the face, the artist. You know?
1: Got it. So it was more like you wanted to be in the industry, not necessarily the face within the yeah. industry, but you just knew that there was something about music. The whole time. So,
0: is this in Philly? So, this is in Jersey. I'm originally from South Jersey.
1: Got it. Okay. That's right.
0: And it's away from Philly.
1: Okay. So, South Jersey, you're growing up, you're going to school, you're doing recording arts and music business, you're learning things, you're learning all this different stuff. And that's when you kind of get this bug like, okay, which lane do I want to be in? Yeah. And uh, so, like, as you were doing that, well, let's talk, let's, I mean, cause we're kind of here in your timeline. So let's talk about college. What was your college time? Like,
0: what was my college time? Like,
1: yeah. Your time in college when you were learning recording arts and music business.
0: Oh, it was the best time of my life. Yeah. It, yeah. So I, I did one year in traditional college. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my major was communications cause I didn't know what I wanted to yep. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let me just do a general major. And, you know, after that year was up, I found this school online called Full Sail University. In oh, yeah. Yeah. In Winter Park, Florida. Yeah. And I, I talked to my mom. I was like, I think I want to go here. So we visited and that was it. And then I started going.
1: Well, let's talk about that a little bit. How did mom feel yeah. about Charles going all the way from Jersey to Florida?
0: You know, it's funny. The first time I told her that I wanted to do it, her her first response was, oh, no, you're not, you can't go that far. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't for it. But then we visited and because she saw how passionate I was about it. OK. Because of just like how I was growing up as a kid. I, I wasn't really passionate about a lot of things. And she saw the fire in my eyes for this. And oh, she was wow. like, wow. He really wants this. So she was like, yeah, go ahead.
1: Oh wow, that's amazing. I think I've known two people that went to Full Sail. That they oh, were wow. from they were like from Early Church. One of them I think went there for maybe I've got the the school name wrong. Can you go there for filmography and like cinema as well? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so that definitely has to be the same one. Yeah, there were two two different guys. One of them was in a family, he was older than I was, and then the other one, he was actually he was one of my karate students for a while. He went he ended up going down there when he went into um when he was college age. So yeah, I knew, I know, I know the name of it is quite, it has quite the reputation. So did you spend four yeah. years there? How long was your stint there?
0: So I spent two years. So how, how their, um, their curriculum works is you pick them a uh, major. Mm-hmm. The one I picked was a year long. Okay. So it was basically a year long with like a two week or, I don't even know if it was a whole week. Uh, I, I think a week break for like holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was one whole year for the program and then wow. I decided I wanted to do so that was recording arts. Got it. And then I wanted to stay again to, to get like the music business side so I stayed for another whole year. So I was basically in school for 2 years straight with a week in between. So oh it was Oh my crazy. gosh. Wow. It was wild, but it was the time of my life cuz I was enjoying myself.
1: Yeah, it was what you're passionate about. Were they 8-hour days?
0: Yes. Oh, they were
1: all over the place.
0: They were all over the place. I, I remember one of my favorite classes, and I thought it was cool because they, they like to give us real world experience. That was actually in their titles: "Full Sail University Real World Experience." Sure. Like one of my classes, I forgot what time it started, but I know it ended at one a.m. because it was like a studio. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a studio, a live studio sound class, but we were done at one a.m. So that, that schedule was all over the place. Wow. Yeah,
1: but I mean, you were young.
0: I was young. I was enjoying myself. I was learning. I was hungry. I, I was young and wide-eyed.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you get all this experience there. I imagine you're like learning how to do soundboards. You're learning recording equipment, recording software, editing. Did you learn editing?
0: Um, yeah, for all for audio. Yeah, That's wild. But mainly, the, yeah, the focus was mainly all on studio recording. We, we had like a month-long class. At least I did back then during that time. I don't know if anything has changed.
1: But when I was
0: there, we only had like a month long class for live sound. Everything else was all studio.
1: Got it. Okay. Okay. So then you get done with all of your stuff. Do you do you have anything lined up once you were all done there?
0: No. So I think I was so, I mean, I was obviously looking for places. I would look sure. for studios. Um, I, I was in Florida. I was a little naive once I look back at it. I was like, I just sure. thought it was just going to be so easy and so simple, not sure. understanding what was happening with the economy around that time. Yeah. Cause I focused on, you know, doing music. Yeah. Um, but I had, I knew that there were studios in Philly. So I'm from Jersey. So I was like, I'll just go back home and I'll just like work in a studio in Philly. Cause you know, I, I my, my lane still wasn't defined. Yeah. Even though this probably doesn't make sense to people, but even though I, I went to school to learn engineering, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in love with it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, like I, I'll maybe I'll go to a studio. Like I, I just, I still know I was, I was supposed to be in music, but the lane wasn't defined even after I graduated. So sure. that's probably why I, I, I wasn't like, I didn't have anything lined up specifically, yep. but I knew there was a studio, like a bunch of studios in Philly. So I, um I come back home after I graduate and I, you know, I'm I'm a college graduate now. And my mom was like, all right, time to get a real time job. And I'm like, wait, but like, I just want to school for music. I'm, I'm, I'm going to work in a studio. She was like, that's great. You can do that on the side, but you need a job. And I yeah. was like, Oh God. All right. Uh, <laughs> then, so then because here comes my, my long journey of trying to find just a regular nine to five job. Oh yeah. This dream that I have.
1: Yeah. So dream goes kind of maybe a little bit to the back burner while you're yeah. just trying to be, I don't know, a responsible human being, I guess. And like <laughs> go work a job, which yeah. how hard was it even find to find anything?
0: You know, um, I will. I will say after I graduated, mm-hmm. because one, my mom knows a lot of people just in our town, so she, yeah. she was a hairstylist. Oh, nice. So one of her, yeah, so one of her customers' son worked for this company, so he actually got me a job with the company. Okay. So it was a, um, it was a facility maintenance company. So basically, I would. You know what
1: that is. No, I'm picturing. Okay. I'm picturing. <laughs>
0: So basically I was on, uh, phones, like calling vendors for it, anyone who would like, like clean windows for yeah. a building yeah. or like mop their floors. We managed the, the agents who went out and did that.
3: Yep. Okay. So we would like
0: call set up appointments to do all that. So I did that for like six months. And then I, um, I found this studio in Nashville. Okay. That I wanted to intern at and they accepted me. So I went to Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in Nashville for about three months. You know, I didn't go, actually, my time there was amazing. It was great. But financially, because I didn't have a job, it, mm. I, I had to come back Yeah, and find another job. But how did that uh, feel,
1: though? Like you're you're doing like your whatever job to earn money, but then like this thing comes up, you had to be like through the roof.
0: I was, yeah, exactly. I was through the roof. Yeah. Because even though I was, I was grateful for the job, I don't think I understood one how big of a blessing it was that i was able to get something that quickly out of school sure and because i still had this dream i kind of didn't understand and it was actually kind of mad that i was being like pushed to this lane of working a nine to five i'm like i just went to school for yeah. music i'm a creative i need to be <laughs> doing this like why am i here yeah so the first opportunity <laughs> that i had to leave i took it yeah and i went to nashville it was amazing i interned at a uh a recording studio yeah i actually met someone who who, who was just from nashville mm-hmm. um, who had his own studio so i was like kind of interning with him unofficially got so it. i really had two internships at the same time yeah one was for like recording um uh, recording and one was for mixing got it so i learned all that well i, I learned it in school but i was around all that more uh <clears throat> i was staying with a family member at three months in, she was like, All right, it's time for you to uh get your own place. I was like, dang, okay. And you look for a job. <laughs> Couldn't find a job, so I had to go back home.
1: Wow. What was that like?
0: Um, I cried driving yeah. back home. That's yeah. what it was like. It was it was crushing, soul crushing to me. Absolutely. I just didn't I didn't understand. Obviously, I, I see it differently now, but back then I'm like all these people want to crush my dreams like, yeah. <laughs> I have dreams and nobody wants to let me live them um, right <laughs>
3: so wow. going
0: back home I would say that's when it got really difficult because yeah. now I, I, I saw for myself it's not that easy just to find a job out here yeah um, yeah so that's because, so I not that I couldn't find jobs I found some but they weren't ones that would pay enough they were yep. like part-time positions or um i don't know things i didn't really like to do so yeah i went a lot of one companies trying to find one that i that i could stick with yeah um yeah it, i don't know how i explain. it it was a rough time and then for i know for a certain period of time maybe like three four maybe even six months i couldn't find anything oh my so gosh so just actively looking every single day on like Craigslist applying everywhere I would get interviews and they wouldn't hire me and I'm like oh my god what am I doing wrong Uh, so yeah at this point the dream is out the window I'm not even thinking about music I'm just
1: I just live the dream's gone I just need to try to get food in my mouth at this point
0: absolutely that's
1: like disillusionment central isn't it like you I mean that's like when you start facing like really harsh realities so like a a little bit of fill in some gaps here so like my story was I went to school for to become a pilot that was my dream it had been a dream to become a pilot since I was probably eight or nine it Mm -hmm. uh, fell off it fell off the train until I met a pilot actually at the church I was going to because I thought you had to go through the military to become a pilot Mm -hmm. he's like Nah, I'm a civilian and I became a pilot just by going and doing the training so then I started doing research went to college. I didn't want to go to college before this, but then I found out that I could go to college to become a pilot. I was like, you can study in college to become a pilot. Let's do that. So yeah. I had a couple different options there, went the full, went through most of the way at some point during my co- like early on, like before I even got into the flight program, 9-11 happened. That's how old mm-hmm. I am. So I was like, nah, I'm gonna be okay. Like even though that happened, and the industry is like hurting now, and like gas prices, I'm I'm still gonna pursue this dream. Pursued Mm -hmm. it, got loads and loads and loads in debt, and uh, graduated. Like my dad actually took me aside. He's like, "You you can't do this because like when you graduate from school at a university in a pilot program, you're not making anything." You, you can do it on the side, but you ha- always have to have like at least one secondary job. But I was so in debt, like anything like that I got, like wouldn't even be enough to pay for the payment. So I stepped out of the program, hardest thing I've ever had to do. And then it was very similar where it was like, okay, now I'm out of school. I have responsibility to pay this debt back and I can't find a job. Yeah. And then I ended up at the call center after I think it was a month and a half of searching Um, there's other things that happened in there that I don't need to get into, but boy, that, that month and a half of searching where I, just like you described, going to interviews, nothing applying for like 15 different things a day, not even getting a call, like the level of like discouragement that comes in that kind of a journey, because you don't know when the end point is, there is no clear end point. So talk me through how you kind of like mentally worked through all of that in your journey.
0: Oh, wow. Um, it was very difficult. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually went through a depression for sure. just, I don't even know how long it was, honestly. And I, I guess I didn't realize I was, I was depressed until it passed. Yep. But um, how did I deal with it? I, I was depressed.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I really I, like, I just could not understand. It was so difficult. Sometimes, honestly, when I think about that time, it's really emotional for me because I just remember how I, Yes. not understanding I went to school for this and I know that I need to live so I need to find a job but I can't even find a job doing something that I don't want to do so I'm like what is I don't even understand what life is at this point <laughs> um, yeah. I just man I got really depressed I honestly I mean I, I had suicidal thoughts just mm-hmm. because life was I didn't feel like waking up anymore it was, it was just too painful to keep going through it so, how did I get through it? Um, this made I don't know if this sounds like an easy answer, but I just kept waking up. Yeah. I just kept waking up. I yeah. kept searching. I kept going to church. Yep. Um, I was still depressed doing all of this, but I don't know. There was something in me that wouldn't let me just give up, even though I wanted to. And mm. I had given up a lot of things mm. by this time. Yep. Um, but I I just had to keep getting up. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's, that's wild. I definitely relate. Yeah. It's funny. Like you get into the depression state and you're like, oh, that's basically all you can do barely yeah. is just wake up and go through your day. But the monotony just wears yeah. on the soul. It really wears on the soul. So when do you feel like things started changing for the positive and what did that look like?
0: So it's funny things definitely started changing for the positive when, well, I, I I'll give this answer. When I got that call center job, because mm-hmm. that was like it, it was around twenty. Uh, it was twenty fourteen actually, mm-hmm. um, but I think it was earlier because well, whatever. It was around twenty fourteen mm-hmm. um, because it was it was fi- like finally a light at the end of a tunnel, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I started going to this job. I'm like happy, even though it was a call center, even though I was tiring, wearing down my voice every single day. <laughs> I would like leave horse. <laughs> yeah, So <laughs> I had to talk so much. Um, but I was, I was grateful for it because I knew the experience that I had just came out of and it was kind of like a little PTSD like I don't want to go back there so I would do anything that I can to keep yeah. this job and yeah. I did um, but uh, uh, and while doing that um like driving to work I would I would listen to a lot of just motivational messages on YouTube yeah. you know like the videos
3: yeah. I would do
0: that every day and Again, because of that dark period that I came out of, those videos they helped me so much just to like build back confidence, self esteem, like yeah. self worth. I would listen every single day driving to work because my uh, my job was like forty five minutes away from where Got I it. live. Got it. So I had a long car ride, and I I enjoy car rides. So yeah, I would just, I would just do that every morning driving to work, and it, it like it built up my confidence. I know that God was using that to to build me up because I was so broken down from the season I. Had coming out of absolutely uh, yeah so listening to those videos i would listen to sermons also in the morning sometimes yeah. yeah um while driving to work just anything i could do to just get my mind in a healthy place
1: yeah wow that's very very similar i, I relate so tell me about um tell me about where the vocals came back in like when you're like okay i can sing because it feels like we've passed that maybe yeah.
0: um I'm trying to think, did, did we pass that? I'm, I'm trying to think in my, in my timeline when I without yeah. singing, um, I think I was actually. Um, so the vocals came back. Um, yeah, I just felt God calling me to do it. Yeah, Like I just, yeah. uh, you know, I, I grew up in church. I've been going to church my whole life. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just felt like, Hey, I have this gift. You, you know what, what actually motivated me? Um, way before I actually started singing again, when mm-hmm. I was 23, my, my younger sister, I don't know if she knows this, but she used to sing also in church. She okay. would like sing slow, And I remember this one Sunday, um, this is like after college and everything. She, before she actually goes off to college, Okay. she had this solo in church and she sang and it was just, it was really moving. And I remember sitting there, first of all, just overwhelmed and like, and all that this was my sister, yeah. and then it was something in me was like, "Wow, I can, I can do that also." It was wow. Like, nobody around here knows this, but I, I can, I can do the same thing. So, it, I think it was probably like at least two or three years before I actually did it again. But seeing her do Whoa. that actually motivated me and gave me like the desire to even do it. So once wow. the opportunity came and they were like, "Hey, we're looking for some," but my church was like looking for some more people to sing. I was open to it, and I, I had no idea how it was going to sound. I, I knew I could sing a little bit, you know, because I used to sing when I was a kid, and I would just sing around the house all the time anyway. Um, yeah.
3: <laughs> but wow. I didn't know
0: how, how I would be in front of people. <laughs> right. Because I don't, I don't like being the center of attention anyway, so I know that always made me nervous. That's why I never took solos when I was a kid. Um, yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? I'm going to do it. I, I, I like music. I listen to music a lot. There's something in this. And I don't know how else to describe it, but it was just like I felt a call from God to do it. So I did it, and wow. I'm glad I did.
1: That sounds like a three-year germinating seed that happened when you saw your sister. Absolutely. And that's just when it kind of sprouted, and yeah. that's when it started to probably grow. That's wild, man. So like, probably during that whole three-year period, three to four-year period, you're probably still like thinking about it, still back in the back of your mind while you're doing all the things that you're doing, and then the question comes up, and like your hands ready at that point, yeah. That's wild. Had the question come before then?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't inspired. Then it was. It was, honestly was seeing my sister, and I don't know why, but it was just seeing her do it. Something in me was like, "Wow, um, I think I can do this too." And the desire came from seeing her.
1: Wow. That's, that's an amazing story, especially considering all that you had been through up to that point. So yeah. um, I want to talk a little bit more about, I, w- I want you to talk, get a chance to talk a little bit more about. So I grew up in the church too. I grew up in a Mid-Wor- Midwestern church when mm. the dreams kind of got destroyed for me. It was a very, like my faith got beyond shook up. Like mm. I would say it got, pretty much obliterated for years. There was depression. Again, I was very similar. I didn't recognize that I was in depression until probably later my wife did. And she would tell me, I think you're depressed. And I'd be like, she would say it more gently. But I would be like, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm fine. Um, But anyway, talk to me about what that was like in terms of like your faith. You'd grown up in the church, you'd been in the choir. So you had to at least have some kind of a semblance of like, I like this. I like this Christianity thing. I'm walking, I'm walking this walk. So when you go out, young Charles goes out and it's like, here's where my life is going to go. Here's where my life is going. You take that route and then you hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. And then when the roadblocks are done, it sounds like you're just in a desert to me. And it's just like desert time. So how, how, how was your faith during that period of time?
0: So my faith never wavered during that entire time. It was, it was my lifeline. Like that was really one of the only constants. Mm -hmm. Everything else around me was chaotic. Mm -hmm. And the only thing really that I had was my faith. And I think also, um, when I started college, when I went to Florida, because I didn't know anybody there, I was basically there by myself, this, Mm -hmm. this 18, 19 year old kid in Florida, um, I had been to Florida before, but not by myself. You sure. Know? Yeah. So that's when I started college is when my faith started to become more serious. Yeah. Okay. Even though I had like accepted Jesus and become a Christian when I was 13. Yeah. I was like just living life up until then, but it got serious to me when I was alone by myself. That's wow. when God started reaching out to me. <clears throat> so I had built a foundation just being by myself mm. beforehand. I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, can't even i'd never put two and two together i had built that foundation before this crazy season came so that when it came i had something to hold on to i had no idea that that was going to come or even happen and i never even put those two points together until right now
1: wow Wow. that's yeah wow wow um Yeah. yeah i don't that's i feel like that's i i feel like i actually stumbled through my own season my own valley And I think it's very similar to you in the sense that what kind of brought me back over a long period of time was probably music. There was a period of time where I could, because I mean, I loved music. I was very similar to you. I never was good at it, (laughs) but I had a love for music, all different kinds of music. I loved rock music. I loved uh, instrumental type music. I loved soundtracks when I was younger, just listening, pretending that, you know, this is the soundtrack for my life, you know? (laughs) <laughs> not Top Gun. This is my soundtrack. Um, but there was there was a period of time where I couldn't I couldn't listen to music because I was just so broken hearted. But when things and I couldn't open my Bible, I couldn't pray, I couldn't do a lot of things for a long period of time. But the one thing that like eventually brought me back around, which definitely was mostly because of my wife. She she like while we were dating, she went and spent a year and a half in at in Australia going to Hillsong to study worship and creative oh, arts wow. there. Yeah, not wild. It was awesome. Yeah, sounds amazing. Twas twas awesome. So <laughs> she came back and she was like all gung ho, all all really into everything. And I'm like, yeah, dreams don't work. Dreams just blow <laughs> up in your face, and then all you get to do is go work a job and pay bills. That's all oh, you get to look sweet. forward to. But then she would always be listening to wor- Hillsong or some other kind of worship thing, and eventually it started hooking me. Just the mm-hmm. worship, and it started connecting with my heart. Um, And then, and then finally I was able to start listening to music again. And there was a very low, very, very, very long process of like heart repair that was going on. I didn't even know that that's what was going on, but was very, very long heart repair. Um, So it's really, I mean, I love what you, what you're saying about your story where you you go away for the first time. You could have gotten into who knows how, what, but instead, well, I mean, maybe you were just so dang busy (laughs) while you were there.
0: I was very busy. <laughs> I didn't have time to do anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I will say my first year in college, I had time to do everything and I did.
1: You did. Okay. That's fair enough. That's fair yeah. enough. But I mean, just the fact that like when you were in that season, a, a season of life, because I think I get this in this season of my life, looking back and I can look over, you know, shipwrecks and difficult times and different seasons mm-hmm. and enough time passes that you can see more longer, I guess, arcs where he's working, where it's not like, a oh, my summer was amazing. Instead, it's like, oh, the slow arc of what he's been doing over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I really just love that, what you said about your story when you were talking about he was doing something you weren't even aware of it so that you could weather the upcoming storm and then you didn't even realize that until, like, later on. It's like, it is comforting to think about his his sovereignty in those ways. So, okay, so back to the music. How did we get into, how did you start working on the vocals? How did you figure out that lane and any other lanes that I don't even know about?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so so my church, you know, looking for different people to start leading worship. And so that's how I started doing the whole music thing again, because mm-hmm. honestly, even during the whole time when I was depressed, I was still listening to music, but I didn't have the same connection. Um, oh, yeah was uh, even that was like leaving me Mm. so um becoming a worship leader is i i I, I wanted to do that even before i still i had a dream to be an artist
3: Mm.
0: um so i was worshiping i was learning how to how to i don't like to say this but i don't know what else to say right now but learning how to quote unquote bring god into a room because he's already there i'm not bringing him in i'm just like making everyone aware that he's already here so that's, sure. that's what i'm doing i'm worshiping so yeah. i'm learning how to do all these things and it became like my love so i started learning how to use my voice more like learning how to use this adult voice <laughs> this, <laughs> this man voice <laughs> yeah so this aspects of learning how to worship and then learning like like techniques to use my voice um yeah, I started learning that at my church. Then I, I actually leave the church that I grew up in, and I I uh, start going to this church in Philly, the church I'm at now, Freedom Church of Philadelphia. Yep. Um, I actually ended up moving to Philly, mm-hmm. um, and then I learned even more technique here. I've been going to to this church for about four years now, mm-hmm. uh, almost five, and yeah, when I honestly, when I just look at the way my life is right now, what is important to me, the lane that God obviously wanted me to follow—it's like it blows my mind because I, mm. I could have never even pictured that I would be in this position that I'm in now.
3: Yeah,
1: that's wild, yeah. man. That's wild. So, yeah, you have you've basically just been developing. So let's talk a little bit about the solo—I don't even know if you would call it solo artist stuff, but
0: yeah, my yes. Yeah. Okay, so my, my personal music. So yes. outside of being a worship leader. Yes. So I, I, I've always been a creative. It's my entire life. Since I was a kid, I, was, I used to write. Um, yeah, before, obviously, I started singing publicly. I would, I would write. I remember being a, in elementary school. I wrote this poem. I was in, like, fourth grade. And they put it in the school newspaper. So oh! I, yeah, they put it in the school newspaper. So I always knew that it was something with me in writing that I was good at. Good at it. Yeah. Um, in college, one of my favorite classes was like rhetoric and comp, just writing. Creative really? Writing. It was one of my favorite classes. Wow. So I, I always had this connection to writing. Um, so yeah, I, I put out this EP recently. Um, I think it was around May, the end of May, <laughs> early June. Um, but that was like culmination of years of me developing myself as an artist outside of being a worship leader. Wow. Um, I can't really put a pin on when that desire came to be sure. an artist. Um, I it just kind of happened. I don't know how, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, that's the one that, yeah, that's the one that I saw that you had released, right?
0: Oh yeah. And it yeah, was it's a, actually my first, my very first project.
1: Nice like this. And that was Orion. And what other, what other titles did you have in the EP?
0: Yeah. Orion was uh, a single, um, uh, that was the only single from that project actually okay yeah i put out a single before with a friend uh, got it called in the garden
1: that's the and, one that i
0: remember okay yeah yeah in the garden you know it's actually funny I'm, I'm remembering right now before before i put out my own thing people like I, I would meet artists because i was always around music yeah and i actually was asked to be on a couple people's projects so i like sang hooks for some people really so i was yeah i'm like rethinking right now so i was like <laughs> slowly getting myself into this artist mode but I, I used to call myself charles, just charles roman back then i was just let me just call my name yeah but the saint charles came from from this era
1: <laughs> that's awesome let's talk yeah. about orion because i love that song i as soon oh, as i thanks. as soon as i saw it come out i as i think i saw it on your instagram page because obviously i was following so here's a funny story how i how i even got to know charles for, for everybody that's listening so I was actually obviously starting Lancelot's Roundtable. It had been something that had been a seed for probably three years. Finally bit bit the bullets, got some really basic, goofy equipment, uh, $50 USB mics to start just to, uh, that would work on the garage band and everything. While I'm doing that, I'm going on to Instagram. Kim and I are both like going on to Instagram on YouTube and trying to find different things. Kim, I, I can't remember who found the Wild Way podcast. I don't remember if it was me or Kim, Um but you guys were just starting and I loved the, I loved the thought of what you guys were doing. Um, So like I was listening, I listened to probably, I think your first three episodes and I was like listening to other bits. I was, and then I started following you and a couple of the other guys on Instagram and then, and then eventually like your Orion thing came out and then I saw that. So I saw it because you had a little bit of it in your Instagram feed and then I downloaded it and like, it's actually like by default if I go to iTunes (laughs) because I usually (laughs) listen to YouTube and I usually listen to where do I I usually listen to music on Spotify and on on YouTube um but I've apparently only been listening to Orion uh (laughs) on on my iTunes app so that's what it always defaults to on that so tell me about Orion tell me about the inspirations, because I I don't, again, I don't know anything about music. I don't know anything about the processes. So talk to me about how Orion came about, whatever you want to share.
0: Oh, Orion. First of all, um, I love that name so much. Yes. (laughs) So how the song came about was I have this notepad in my phone where sometimes I'll either write lyrics or just titles. Yeah. And I had the name Orion written. And I was like, that's such a cool name. I want to write a song called Orion. Yeah. (laughs) So I did, <laughs> uh, but it was, it was it was a little while. It wasn't like an immediate thing. Like I said, I have this list. So yeah. one day I was going through the list and I saw Orion, and I'm a huge fan of the nighttime. Like I love stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moon is just one of my favorite things, especially a full moon.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: it's one of my favorite things to look at. Um, actually, quick little side note: not to try to get too deep, but thinking about it spiritually. It's like the moon gets its light from the sun. So it doesn't have light of its own.
3: Mm, Okay. So
0: that's how we are supposed to be as Christians on the earth. Like all of our light comes from Jesus. We're just reflecting his own light. Like we're not, we don't have light of our own. Yeah. I love
1: that. That's great.
0: The the night sky in general is, is, I I just love looking at it. Um, So how the song came about was, (laughs) um, some interesting things happening dating wise. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, um, I was just in my feelings.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: I was deep in my feelings. Yes, sir. I just needed to write about it. I needed an outlet. And yeah, it somehow became Orion. And I, I will say production wise, it, my brother started that. Okay. Um, plug plug my my younger brother. His name is Yamir. Yamir. Shout out. Shout out. He had this loop, um, just on his computer. He, first of all, amazing producer. He doesn't know how great he is, but I tell him all the time, one of, he's amazing. Yeah. He, he's a genius. Um, but he had this loop, the drum loop in the, in the piano. And he was just like, Hey, you want this? We we're just, you know, having a listening session one day, just listen to a bunch of beats or music. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, you want this? I was like, Yeah. Like, give it to me. And probably about like maybe a month or two. I ended up being in my feelings out, out of this <laughs> this dating situation, yeah. and I just wrote to it, and it was like all the pieces came together. I had the title Orion in the back of my mind. I had this beat for my brother. I just needed the perfect storm of heartbreak, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Orion came about.
1: Wow. Yeah, a heartbreak is a perfect storm, isn't it? It
0: Literally is not it Literally
1: a perfect storm. Yeah, you it, being able to have a creative outlet through that has to be uh amazing yeah i mean guys like definitely go to itunes check it out orion um there's like lots of different songs that i know of that are called orion the only one that i can think of right now actually is master of orion by metallica which is an instrumental which is mm-hmm. really good instrumental
0: i've never heard that you I haven't,
1: haven't that. oh I, have not. I mean we're plugging you right now but definitely go check out that song by metallica <laughs> it's really good I will. so it but but if people were to search it on iTunes, it would be The Night Sky, Orion.
0: The, the album title?
1: Yeah, how do you... T- well, I just want to make oh, sure no. people can so, search it.
0: Yeah, so um, you can just search Orion by Saint Charles St. Charles That's <laughs> at um Perfect. Or the, the, e- the EP title is Nights Like This.
1: Nights Like This, that's right. Yeah. The Night Sky got me thrown off. We're taking the notes here, so it's going to be... All of that is going to be linkable in our show notes to go find that song. But it's a really, really, really good song. Um, Thank
0: you. I that.
1: Absolutely. So, what's next, Charles on the uh, on the personal music front?
0: Personal music. Um, so I'm working on more more okay. music. Okay. I'm always working on music. It's just whether or not I want to put it out or not. Yeah. <laughs> whether I feel I feel that I can release it yet. But yeah, yeah I'm working on. Um, I have this project. I also have like some more singles I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Um, We are, we're recording more episodes for our podcast. Right. Um, We haven't put them out yet. We just have to finalize some things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, doing those things.
1: Nice. Let's talk about the Wild Way podcast then. Oh, yeah. So how did that get started?
0: Started during the pandemic. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) 2020. 2020. (laughs)
0: <laughs> 2020, you know like a lot of podcasts came out of 2020 yes so, i mean if not for anything it definitely helped a lot of people in their creative element.
1: there you go yeah. absolutely good way to look at it
0: <laughs> um but yeah a couple of my bros that i go to church with uh from my small group that's billy and pete um we obviously pre-pandemic we were friends um yeah. we used to get breakfast a lot just early morning, go out, have conversation, and yeah. there's a lot of a lot of the things that we would talk about um during the pandemic, actually Billy was the one who came up with the idea of uh, saying, Hey, we should like start a podcast and just talk about these things specifically for like younger guys. Yep. Like there there are guys that are younger than us that could benefit from these conversations and who are like who's gonna talk to them about this. So
3: yeah. Let's just do it. Yeah. Um,
0: I had actually tried or attempted to start a podcast with another friend of mine probably a a year or two before Mm -hmm. it didn't end up happening. So I had already had like the podcast bug. Yep. Uh, But this was, uh, this was another perfect storm. Something about those storms.
1: Those storms, they come in. You don't like them, but sometimes something good comes out.
0: (laughs) They keep coming. (laughs) They keep coming. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we ended up starting the podcast around October uh, well, we released it around October 2020. Um, yeah, and we've just been we 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 were going very strong for a, for a long time. We took a little break yep. during the pandemic, and we're we're about to get started. We we started recording some new episodes already for season two. Yeah, uh, we're just waiting to put them out for waiting for the right time, actually. Um, but yeah, it's coming very very soon. So you guys had
1: I think 19 episodes to start, or were there more?
0: We had, no, we have about, um, about 16,
1: 16. Oh, must've had the six and then nine switched up in my brain.
0: So 16
1: (laughs) episodes. Yeah. So I think the one that really stood out to me was the second episode where you guys were talking about like dark times and making it through dark times. And that's when I heard your story initially, bits of your story initially about the dark time and like making it through. So, and I love the idea of you guys talking about, all the things in terms of like how to navigate because there is not much content out there for young dudes. In fact, it's almost like we're not liked young dudes Mm -hmm. are not very liked in culture these days. It feels Mm -hmm. like, so a place to go where you can listen to, 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 to dudes talking about the things that dudes have to go through, I think is really refreshing, really awesome. So I'm really glad that you guys are doing that. Um, I'm very excited that you guys are going to have more episodes coming out. Any idea on launch dates?
0: Um, he's gonna hate me. We're supposed to launch actually probably probably last week, but I couldn't get to the editing because I've been busy.
1: Well, that's the thing. So, we don't do video, everybody knows that we don't do video for this podcast, but the editing of audio for me by myself was taking a minute. So, you're doing audio and video. Because that you can yeah. find them on YouTube. That's where I found them. But obviously, all normal podcast spots. But I like if I can have a visual of where I'm watching people talk. That's usually what I like to do. Even if even if I just yeah. have my phone like sitting over here next to me while I'm listening or folding laundry or whatever I might be doing chore wise. So um, yeah. it is upcoming. Um, you're still recording yeah. more episodes, more content. You guys have regular. Well, not regular guests. Maybe you do have regular guests, but you have different guests from all sorts of different spots of life that really have a, a lot of um, a lot of content, a lot of information to bring to the table. I think that's incredibly helpful.
0: Yeah, that that is one of the uh, the things that we love best about the podcast is um, I think different different people are going to be inspired by different people. So not Mm -hmm. everybody is going to be inspired by my story or Pete's story or Billy's story. But if we can get like some of these older guys, like to quote unquote mentor us through their story and mentor the guys who are listening to us or, you know, I I think that is, that's important. Just mentoring in general. So we purposely try to get guys who are either older than us, or if not, we know have, Have a a really good story to
1: share. Yeah, absolutely. Some of that life experience that we may or may not have. Yeah. On that note, I want you to talk a little bit about so just the idea of being a creative and going through life. And it's just not a cut and dry path. It is very cut and dry if you're like, I'm going to be a doctor and you have that skill set and you can go into that. It's very cut and dry if you're an engineer. I need to go to school for four years. I need to do this. It's very cut and dry. Business, even if you're just flat out business. I'm going to go to school, I'm going to learn this thing, I'm going to go do it. There's other there's other um careers that are kind of simple, similar, but I want you to talk a little bit to anybody out here that might be listening that is a creative type person and they're just in that frustrated state of like I'm getting older, I don't have everything figured out. I'm supposed to have everything figured out and I I'm frustrated and I don't know what to do. What would you what would you say?
0: One I would say it's easier said than done but take the pressure off of yourself Mm. the one of the great things about being a creative is there's no age limit on creativity you could be 50 and create like a tv pilot and then it blows up like i don't know how old um shonda Rhimes was when she started writing or it was someone i forget it was this famous actress or something but she didn't start producing until she was like 32 or 33 Oh wow! and then she didn't uh-huh. get famous until later so yeah one of the great things about being a creative is that there's no time limit so take the pressure off, you, off of yourself yeah um and then also what i know to be true about creativity is at, at least for me i create best out of experience like mm. life experience i have to feel something i have to go through something as much as i don't want to i need it <laughs> yeah in order to create so if you're you're having a tough time just sit like take the time to live to be where you're at because you're going to need that experience for your next endeavor or for whatever project that you want to create so it, creativity in life just goes hand in hand that it sounds so yeah. cliche but it's true to me
1: so it's almost like you're saying in my mind if i'm getting this right that like when you go through something you don't necessarily like it it's okay to like lean into that and get the pressure off yourself
0: just in general, in life outside of being creative, yeah. you need to. That's how we grow. Like, we grow every season that we're in is because we're supposed to learn something from that season. Mm-hmm. If you don't learn it, you're just going to be there. You're going you're to be stuck. You're going to stay there. So yeah. lean into the season that you're in, see what you're supposed to learn, and grow. Yeah, that's really good. That's so, so good.
1: Yeah. So, the dichotomy then I want you to, t- I would like you to talk about the dichotomy between I've got these creative passions and juices, they don't make me money. And I yeah. need to make money. <laughs> How does the creative
0: walk that? So practically you get a job so you can have some money, <laughs> but you also keep that creative um, spark alive in whatever way you can. Um, me, like I'm, I'm, I'm not getting paid from my creative endeavors yet. I still have a, a, a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I'm still surrounding myself by that. Hopefully, you know, one day, de- uh, God only knows, you know, I have no idea what tomorrow holds. Maybe one day I will make a living out of my creative endeavors, but whether I do or not, I'm still going to pursue them. I'm still going to do it. So practically yeah. what it looks like being creative is like we hear stories all the time, like people want to be aspiring actors and they move to New York, or LA and they wait tables while they go on these auditions. So you need to have a job do what you have to do to pay your bills, but just do also do what you can to keep your dream alive. Surround yourself by other creatives. That's good. For myself, when I'm in a funk, um, I'll just try to collaborate with someone or just be in a room with people who are creating. And it just keeps that fire alive. Um, and brings it back, um, while I'm still working my job. (laughs) (laughs) That's great.
1: I wish you could like see both of us because she's, She's smiling and laughing and nodding yes. and everything. Well,
2: okay, so I love. Can you all hear of this? Can you like, hear her question? Yeah. Okay. Basically, any person who is a creative person, I just feel like I get you right away. Like I, I know your heart. I understand. And when I think about people who have, I mean, walked the line of like, okay, I, I know if I don't create, if I don't basically manifest this image-bearing thing of God, I feel off. Like, I feel like something's wrong. So yeah. I understand this, like, deeper need to, to do that. But, yeah, fitting it into the boxes of the world and all of that is just... It's really weird. It's a it is. bizarre challenge.
0: Yeah. yeah, It can be yeah. difficult at times to navigate. That's why, like, obviously, we have brains and we need, we, need we 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 right. know we need... Money to live and to buy food. so you have to have that. But yes, surrounding yes. yourself around like a community of people who are creative, I think yes. that is is so helpful. If you're if you're not currently making your money by doing your based off your creativity or your talent right. at this time, yeah, I, I find that myself to be super helpful.
2: Yeah,
1: that's a really good point. So like that makes me think of what was it the last podcast we did of season one where we talked about companion plants. So when you talk about gardening, I didn't know this, but apparently in gardening, companion plants is one thing. So if you put, I think it was onions and tomatoes, Mm -hmm. they don't do well if they're like in proximity to each other, but you put other two plants together and they, I don't know, there's probably more technical terms than feeding off of each each other, other. but like they explode when they're around each other. So that very much speaks to what you're speaking to, but just in the gardening world. Um, And it's funny also because... There, there's a creative couple in our church that Kim really connected with the wife and then eventually we had them over and we all kind of connected. They have their own like YouTube channel and this whole like creative thing that they're working on and we were just talking with them about very many different creative type things but then this she, obviously, because I wouldn't do it, brought up the idea that I might do a podcast someday and i just been thinking about it, you know, thinking to death and then finally the dude was like, yeah, I kind of was getting stuck in the whole like everything has to be perfect, and then I wasn't putting anything out, and then I got to the point where I was like, I just need to start putting stuff out. It doesn't have to be perfect. Let me just yeah, do that, sure. and that was when I was like, okay, so I can probably just find equipment that works, and then just go that route. So kind of maybe talk a little bit yeah. about that, like it just your experience and what you've gone through, just uh, just being able to get over whatever the hump is for people to just get content out.
0: Yeah, starting where you are is, there's so many things to be said and so many, first of all, messages that have been preached about. <laughs> Start, starting where you are. Um, from Moses, God saying, take the staff that is in your hand. Like he used what was just natural to him. So, yeah. um, so not, I'm not to try to be a preacher or anything, but no, you're good. I'll take it back to like, um, my own personal experience. I myself am a perfectionist mm-hmm. and I know that I won't, put anything, out. I don't want do anything unless it's perfect or I have the perfect elements. And I have had to learn to, um, I've had to learn to just put stuff out mm-hmm. because in the process, like you learn during the process. Um, yeah. And you never know who you're, who you could be helping or like who could benefit from what you're doing, even in your early stages, maybe it's blessing someone to see the growth. Like you don't have to start off being perfect. Like I don't know it's it it is something very special just to be said about starting where you are and that's all we have is where we are right now so yeah like you now you can't wait until you're ten years in the future like who like who, who even knows what's gonna happen in ten years wait,
1: <laughs> yeah right. think about what's uh, happened in the last ten years what could happen in right. the next ten years gee whiz <laughs> no that's Charles that's really good I mean just all the idea of just stewarding what you have where you have it do do good with what you've got. And then you'll yeah. you might just be surprised at what what then you might end up with to be able to steward in the future. That's a really good way of putting that. Did you have any yeah, other questions?
0: This it, 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 it just reminded me of a scripture in the Bible that says, "Faith without works is dead." Like yeah, faith is great. You have all the faith, all the ideas that you want, but if you're not putting any of that to use, if you're not using it right now where you're at. Nothing is going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just making me think of that yeah that's
1: no that then that makes me think of just the individuals responsibility that maybe we have to put something of value out for other human beings i I think I don't think this is definitely not a Lance' original thought. I just don't remember where I heard this. It was probably a podcast, maybe Rogan maybe maybe uh maybe something else, but just the idea that like in our culture, we can get very stuck on being consumers and consuming sure. and consuming and consuming. But if we could if we could work to produce, not even necessarily more than we consume, especially if if that's already like really flipped, but just the idea that you could you even said it like you put something small out, you don't know how what that seed might do. So yeah. so so look inside, look at what energizes you, what's what, what you're passionate about, where your gifts are, and then look to produce something and put something out there. And then somebody else just might consume it. It might be really, you know, good for them or beneficial
0: absolutely it, this whole um conversation is making me think of my sister again like she was the reason i had the desire to even start singing again yeah like so she has cool. no idea she she she's, she doesn't even really sing anymore it's not her passion but me seeing her sparked this thing in me you never know what the seed is going to do for someone else
2: and what would have happened if she didn't sing that day right like where would Who you
0: knows? Be?
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah that's yeah. that's really good um Honestly, maybe your whole family should just start a whole <laughs> a <family> music <laughs> thing. <laughs> maybe she doesn't want to like sing first and foremost. She could be a you know dynamite backup singer. Or...
0: <laughs> she would. I know she would. I'm going to call her after this. There like, you go. <laughs> first of all, just thank you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've told her this before. That's uh,
1: great. That's great. I, I love it that 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 kind of comes out for it. So, all right. So, well, I um, do have
2: one more question. Okay, we're well, okay. asking
1: your mic, so it's so.
2: Talk to me about um, surrender of your creative ability to the Lord. I know you talked about the moon reflecting the sun. It doesn't have its own light. Have you had sort of this, I don't know, aha, like, oh, right, this belongs to the Lord. I want to honor him with what he's given me.
0: Yeah. Um, well, one, so many thoughts are coming to my head just about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually did an episode in a, on our podcast about it. Just about creativity.
3: Okay.
0: One, like everything comes from. Him. He is the the source, right? He's the source of creativity in yes. itself. So one, us just as creatives or living living that out is a form of worship to Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Surrendering it is only us giving him giving back to him what's already his. Yes. Like, yes. It is yeah. to begin with. Yep. Um. Yeah. What and this, your question is actually making me think of something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get off topic, but no, you're good. yeah, ser- surrendering, surrendering it to him is, it's just giving, it, it, it's almost like a tithe, you know, yeah. like giving mm-hmm. him, you know, a tie, like a percentage of, of your income. It's just giving back to him what's already his. Yeah. And you know what's, what I love about it is, um, once you actually form a relationship with God and your, your desires, his desires become your desires you know there's a scripture that says um like he gives, he gives us the desires of our hearts yep. not yeah. that he gives us everything that we want but he literally gives us what to want like yes. gives, gives us what to desire
3: yep.
0: like i didn't have a desire to be a worship leader or like a singer but he gave that to me mm-hmm. yeah um so yeah it's like then it just becomes a thing of i'm just doing what he put in me like yep. He gave me this gift of creativity to create. So everything I create from then on out, obviously I have to continue to surrender it because I could be wild and do whatever I want. But sure, yeah. you make a conscious decision or I make a conscious decision to to always try to... I always try to relate some form of my creativity to, to God or to like the gospel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I make music. I, I'm not a gospel artist. I don't create quote-unquote Christian music, but I am a Christian who lives a life, who has yes. real-life experiences, and I like to tell my story. Yes. And any, any story, really, with the end goal of being, like, uh, surrendering... surrendering, I can't even talk right now. <laughs> surrendering it back to God. Yes. Um, I'm thinking of my EP right now. <laughs> like, the EP is basically a journey of, like, <laughs> one, driving at nighttime and going... Through like a heartbreak, and then I'm sur- surrendering that to God. That's right. what the the last songs of my EP represent is coming back to Him. Like yeah. I have these issues, I'm crying out. I have these problems, and I'm like annoyed or whatever. And then I meet Him, and now I'm back in relationship with Him. Right. Like it's all about Him.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a really good way to yeah. put that. It does. You yeah. don't have to be overtly a certain way to let that come yeah. through. Hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent.
0: Yeah. Also, my second thought when she asked that question yes. made me think. Yes. Of a, years ago um i i was going through this like fight in my mind because i didn't I, I at the time when i understood that i wanted to do music or like be an artist or whatever i was like okay i'm a christian so does that mean i have to do <laughs> gospel music like do i have to be a christian artist
3: yeah.
0: can i just make music yeah and i will say at the time when i was going through it i was upset because it seemed like like the gospel music or christian music it wasn't creative it was like yeah
3: I, just, uh, I don't want to do that.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's no creativity in there. Like, <laughs> God is a creator. He gave us a gift of creativity. The most yeah. creative things are just like in pop. Right. I, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. So that, that's the whole conversation in itself. So.
2: I know. Well, I think we're learning to mirror his creativity better.
0: Like slowly. We, <laughs> we are definitely learning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think we're getting
1: better at it, and I think it's really necessary right now.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's really necessary right now. I think it's like I don't even think necessary is the right word. You talk about writing, I'm very particular about like what words I want to use. I like I love mm-hmm. writing just not I'm just not very musical, but
3: mm-hmm.
1: the people write I feel like people right now there's just so much emptiness everywhere and so much we we've, there's been so many holes that have been plugged into things that we're used to. And uh, it's just it's just been a rough couple years, and I can't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine being in high school. I can't imagine mm-hmm. being in middle school and walking through the things that are happening right now, and what yeah. what's going on in people's psyches and how it's going to affect them in the future. Because mm-hmm. um, we didn't we didn't have anything quite this insane, but just how, the level of turmoil that's going on now, and like the level of the 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 channel that creative stuff has to bring peace is, yeah. is I don't even think I can, I don't even think I could like measure it or adequately like say what I'm trying to say, but just the idea, like, I mean, we, we even talked about it earlier on the podcast, but you listen to a certain piece of music and it's like, it was made for you in that moment. Clearly it wasn't, but it's like it was. And whatever it does inside of you to be able to listen to that and how it's affecting and, I don't know, comforting you or the level of peace that it's bringing you or whatever it's doing to you, helping you you heal from things that you need healed from. So, like, when I think of, like, real art, like good and pure art, whatever that might mean, but, like, where there's just not negative stuff attached to it, maybe that's a good way to just kind of word that out. Where... It's something that comes from a positive place, that's just the that's just the seed of it, and it's meant to grow, and it's meant to go to people and grow, and and to be, I guess, fruitful. That's all yeah. I started thinking about with what you were saying, Charles. Yeah. That's good.
0: That's good, Lance. Come on, come on, Lance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's amazing. Well. <laughs> We are getting to about an hour and 10 minutes of recording time. I want to turn it over to you, Charles, to talk about, and I usually kind of ramble on a little bit here so that you have time to think about how you want to like close it out. Your last words that you want to say to the people that are listening, but obviously I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, You're the first person I've reached out to that I didn't actually know, so I appreciate you you know, coming on and talking. I've, I loved hearing the bits of your story in the podcast, but there's nothing that can, that can, uh, replace actually being able to like yes. talk to you. So thanks yeah. for taking time out of your day to come on and talk on our small.
0: Absolutely.
1: Pro, uh, Thank you talking? so
0: much for even inviting me. Oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's been, it's been great and it's been amazing. Um, but yeah, I've learned, I feel like I've learned so much, like I always do. And like, I think, Some of the things that I've learned mostly from hearing you talking that I wish I had known when I was younger is maybe don't take things too seriously. The journey is okay. It is okay to walk through the journey. Even when it's scary, it's not as scary as you think you're going to make it. You're going to make it out. And especially when things aren't as cut and dry. I mean, I even think about, we didn't even get into this, but I think about in my own story and it makes me so therefore I, I think about your story you going back from being in Florida and having all those experiences, going back home, having some struggles and going to Nashville and experiencing that, and then going back from that, back to your home, there is something about like where you go off to do these things and it doesn't work out, but your identity is kind of there. And then you come back and there are all these people that know that you went to do this thing and then it didn't work out. Walking through that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love that. Nothing like that (laughs) humiliating experience. But I think what I learned from you is just that it is okay to take that one day at a time. You're going to get through it. You're going to make it through it. You're going to get through it. Surrounding yourself with people, that's amazing that you, I think, were able to do that. I didn't do that Mm -hmm. very well. But the fact that you were able to have people around you surround yourself with people and then that you were able to kind of walk out of that season and then mm-hmm. now, especially to be able to look back and have all of the lessons that you've learned over this time, and the fact that you don't just want to go out and live your life, but the fact that you want to pull people that are behind you, pull people that are younger, pull pull yeah. them along with you, really inspires me. So I loved having you on, man. Really appreciate the conversation. So I'm going to turn it over. Did you have any final thoughts that you wanted to say?
2: Uh, just that... I love the way that Lance loves to champion people. So I just, you are very, you're honored. You're significant because he's pulled you on and that's a big deal. So I just want you to know that he really believes in what you're doing and the heart you have for people and what you want to put in the world. So
3: Definitely. Well, thank
0: you so much.
1: Yeah. So Charles, I'm going to turn it over to you. Any last minute things you want to say to the folks that are listening?
0: Last minute things. Um, I can say a lot of things. I think what I'll end with is, <clears throat> and this may seem cliche to people, but I'm saying it because it's true from my experience is just be where you are right now. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't have yesterday anymore. All we can do is be where we are and learn in the spaces that we are, uh, because with where you are right now, and you're going to need it for the next season. So my advice to everyone be where you are, keep your eyes open, learn. And if you don't know God, what you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Get to know him. He knows knows how to write a story like none of us could ever imagine. So even right now, he's working in your story, whether you know him or not. And my prayer is that, you know, if anyone's listening to this that doesn't know him, they will come to know him.
1: That's great. Yeah. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. Um, go find Charles on Instagram, Saint Charles, S T dot and uh, go find the Wild Way podcast on YouTube's or your favorite uh, podcast distribution place. And uh, we're looking forward to more Wild Way episodes, Charles, and we're looking forward to more uh, more EPs in the future, sir.
0: Yes, yes, sir.
1: All right. Well, thanks again, man. We'll talk soon.
0: Yes, thank you for having me.